listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 8th of November 2022. Uh, later, we are entering the busiest online shopping month of the year, so we'll go through the tips you need to know before making a purchase. But first, will consumers actually buy? The Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Index fell to 78 points. That's the lowest since the pandemic and near GFC lows. For more, I spoke earlier with Bill Evans. He is the Chief Economist at Westpac. Bill, how would you describe consumer sentiment at the moment? Well, at a level of 78, it's actually lower than the low point of the global financial crisis. You've got to go back to the deep recession of the early 90s to get readings that are lower than this 78. So uh, we'd have to say that if we were just looking at consumer sentiment, we'd have to say that it's at recessionary levels. So what are they saying about inflation and interest rates? Yes. Look, I think the two factors are inflation and interest rates in that order. And so in the early days when we were checking what was most affecting people's thinking, inflation was running about three times more than interest rates. Now, that may have steadied out in the last few months, but it certainly appears to me that it's still very much about inflation. The other factor is that there's a number of unusual aspects to this cycle in the, in the aftermath of COVID. So we have record low unemployment, we have record high levels of household savings, and we have a strong reopening effect. So that's why you can have this recession confidence level, but other factors are offsetting that, and we're still seeing relatively solid spending. What about the impact from the budget? Yes, well, one question that we ask is, how has the budget affected your family finances? And 35% of the people said worse. Uh, We have a history of this one now. This is the highest proportion of worst that we've seen since the horror budget of 2014, where it was 56%. And over the long term, the average is 30%. So we'd have to say that this budget has been very poorly received. Now, this all leads to the all-important November and pre-Christmas sales for retailers. What do you think it means for these retailers? Well, when we ask the question, do you expect to spend more or less this year relative to last year, 40% said less. That's the highest proportion that we've seen since we've been asking that question 2008. So that's not not an encouraging sign, but as I said, the confidence numbers are being affected by these unusual, are being offset by these unusual other factors. So I don't think we should be totally dropping our bundle at this point. What about the housing market? What are consumers saying about that? Well, we saw another 8% fall in the outlook for house prices, down to a level now of 91. Uh, that 91 is still above those lows we saw in, in 2018 when we had that big uh, double-digit fall in house prices in Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, but I think it's got further to go. So I would expect that um, we'll see continuing weakness in the housing market. The question about is now a good time to buy a dwelling has really been pretty much in the doldrums in that 75 to, to 70 to 80, 80 level, which is 40% off the peak that we saw in 2020. So given that we know that it takes some time for official interest rate rises to hit consumers in terms of mortgage repayments, do you think interest rate rises are doing its intended job of slowing the economy? But given that we know the RBA will continue to lift interest rates, is there a threat that it may go too hard and send the economy into recession? They've got a really difficult task because we saw in the September quarter that inflation pressures are are increasing 
and broadening. Uh, and what we don't want is that we don't want a situation where growth is soft, but inflation is too high to provide interest rate relief. So we want to get that inflation problem under control. Uh, we're expecting growth next year of 1%, and in the second half of next year, the economy may well stagnate. But if we can get the inflation down into the threes or high threes by the end of this year, then I think there will be scope for interest rate cuts in 2024. But if inflation's sitting near five, and the Reserve Bank is currently forecasting 4.7% next year, if it's sitting near five, then the scope for that relief will be extraordinarily limited. So what I want to see is I want to see the inflation problem dealt with uh, and allow to lay the foundation for interest rate relief in 2024. So I think the Reserve Bank does need to keep going to ensure that we deal with that inflation problem and allow the prospect for cutting rates in 2024 to provide that relief. With PAC Chief Economist there, Bill Evans, and of course this comes on the day where the retail sales period, the online retail sales period for November uh, really starts today. The November the 8th starts click frenzy. On November the 11th, we see Singles Day begin. It's huge in Asia. It's starting to gain popularity in Australia, but the big events will be at the end of the month, around about America's Thanksgiving period, November the 25th begins the Black Friday sales on November the 28th, Cyber Monday. But what are some of the tips you need to know about making sure you stay on top of your finances? For more, I spoke earlier with Angel Zong from RMIT. First and foremost, the most important tip is to plan ahead and budget ahead. Work out what you really need to buy and work out how much you can afford to buy so that you can avoid overspending. Um, Second, always check the fine prints the terms and conditions, especially when you are spending online and you're buying items on sale. So find out how you how convenient it is for you to return and get a refund if the product doesn't suit you. Um, third, um, some businesses actually jack up the prices before applying a huge discount. So always check um, what is the base price that they're applying a huge discount to. Is it what we call the RRP, the recommended retail price, or they're applying a discount to um, a sales price. So that is important. So for that, I recommend that you can actually use some online price checking tools um, so that you can check the price history of items that you want to buy. Angie Zong there from RMIT to the Australian share market now, which finished stronger today following some gains on Wall Street overnight. The S&P ASX 200, 6,958. That's up 0.4%. For more, I spoke earlier with Robert Telefsky from Activist Investment Advisors. So today, Ricardo, markets were up uh, sort of modest gain um, early on. Um, The big four banks rose. Westpac was up about one odd percent. Um, It really took a little bit of lead from overnight. US markets were up reasonably strongly. Um, you know, in terms of what we're seeing out today, you know, consumer confidence um, dropped in the last week, one and a half percent. It's been a continuation of uh, a trend that we've seen over the last few weeks. Equally, we saw um, business confidence down also in October. So it looks like potentially, um, you know, that's some, I guess, news in response to some of the interest rate increases that we're seeing and how businesses and consumers are responding. In terms of the midterm, upcoming midterm elections, it's looking very likely that uh, the Republicans are going to take back um, the Senate, essentially. Um, 
the way sort of markets are interpreting that is essentially um, there's going to be very little kind of, um, you know, I guess a gridlock, if you like, in that situation between both parties. And so, in, a, in essence, not much happening there going forward and markets really like that kind of more confidence around that outcome. Um, one of the biggest stories I think today came from James Hardy. It's a big loser on the share market because um, it has its pulse on the global economy because of its connection with housing. So how is its result and its update today reflective of that global economy? Yeah, so James Hardy was one of the worst performance today. It was down 14%. Uh, it downgraded its uh, four-year profit by uh, 10% resulting from slowing demand in new construction in the US. We've seen something fairly similar here in Australia and in Europe as well. Increasing interest rates has also contributed to this as consumers, I guess, start to sort of pull back some of their spending and new house starts, and particularly some new house start cancellations uh, has also been sort of um, quite prevalent in the data in the last six months as well. Um, we've seen Santos today splitting its business into two with the new energy solutions arm plus its mainstay oil and gas business. I guess it's the latest in many companies repositioning itself to meet its net, em net emissions goals. So, so how important is this trend to investors? Yeah, so Santos has been subject to, to, by, to critics uh, by green groups for their sort of continued sort of plans to develop new oil and gas fields, um, even though, you know, they've, they've set, uh, you know, net zero uh, targets emissions for 2040. Um, you know, this has been an increasing focus on green energy. Look, Santos announced plans to increase spending on uh, major new projects to develop both gas and oil uh, fields and carbon capture and storage. Investors didn't really like this uh, and Santos was down 3.5% today. Finally, going green isn't the only trend we're seeing. There's also increasing cyber threats. Medibank today responding uh, amid reports that criminals will start publishing stolen customer data online. We've seen Medibank shares plummet from around $3.40 to $2.75 over the past few weeks, uh, ever since these issues came, uh, came to, uh, to a head. What are shareholders, though, saying about the way companies in general need to address cyber issues? Yes, yeah, so cybersecurity has become a, a bigger issue, not just in Australia, but uh, it's become a global issue, um, especially in recent weeks with sort of Medibank being, a, a, um, you know, the latest target, if you like. Um, privacy breach is dangerous, especially when nine and a half million uh, Australians' uh, data basically was, was being stolen and compromised and, and, you know, risk of being misused. Uh, you know, shareholders uh, and investors have, have punished the company uh, you know, it could be said that sort of Medibank and Optus um, as well and, and the data breach associated with those two companies has sort of really resulted from not enough measures, um, you know, being in place to sort of safeguard and protect their, their, their customers' uh, private data and, you know, due to sort of weaknesses within their systems. Robert Tulevsky there from Activist Investment Advisors. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.